Hey folks, welcome back to the DC Freecast. My name is Brian. With me as always is Zach and Vince. Our Zach and Vince. I don't know why my camera went out the window there for a second. Anyway, we are here to talk about the comics that are released on February 1st, 2021. Starting with Batman number 120. This is written by Joshua Williamson. It is illustrated by both Michael Janine and Jorge Molina. Um, Zach, why don't you start us off with this? What did you think of this issue of Batman? <clears throat> Perfectly crumpulent. Vince? Um, I... <laughs> I'm going to guess you didn't like this. I, I, it's not terrible. I just still don't care for this or i'm not i'm not it's not it's not hitting with me i don't like super dickery stories and that's what this is doing with like the batman eat characters i feel like you don't because they're being used as heels yeah but they're not really i mean don't we assume they're like under abyss's control or something somehow Yes, but I feel like that's different than using them as heels. Well, but it's still super dickery. Sure. I, I, I agree with that part of it. Yeah. Um, I thought this issue was very boring until the twist at the end. And then I was like, oh, that's kind of fun. I'm into that. That could be I interesting. Li- I like the Lex stuff. On, surprising, surprisingly, in a, in a book that is an arc that is Batman eccentric, I like the Lex stuff the best. <laughs> yeah. The Lex stuff is pretty fun. Um, I, I think this is, I, I think perfectly crumpulent is a, is a nice way to put it. I would add that um, maybe the art isn't so crumpulent. It hasn't been in this whole run. Yeah. Do you think we've been doing crumpulent long enough that people are going to log in to correct us and say it's crumpulent the same way they do about Tempest Fugginaut? Uh Probably. Uh <laughs> To uh, to remind people, uh, I once spoke with Casper Crump, who played uh, who did he, it was Vandal, Vandal Savage, Savage, right? Yeah, on, on Legends of Tomorrow, and we were saying how good he was, and we so we but we, we decided that crumpulent meant like good in DC speak, <laughs> so it's not uh, cr- it's slightly better than cromulent. When when we were real big crump heads, I started following him on Instagram, and I still do. Me too. <laughs> He's a really interesting guy. Yeah, big outdoorsman. He is. Yes, I feel like um, he's always doing stuff like uh, like chopping wood and shit. Oh yeah, yeah. That is something Vandal Savage would do. <laughs> yes, he would. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zach. That is. It is probably long overdue. That we explain what crumpulent meant. Um, uh, yeah, let's. Why, um, why haven't we gotten a, a Lex Luthor as Batman story before? Or maybe we have. I don't know. I don't know that we have, and it's a good idea. Well, that, that's what I was going to say. Like my my big takeaway from this issue is that I like the idea of Lex as Batman, and I like this idea of Batman Inc being hired to kill Lex. I think all that's interesting. I don't think that the art is helping move the story along in the way that maybe would make it more, more of a compelling read month to month. Yeah. I'm, 
maybe maybe this is unfair of me. Maybe I just don't understand. You've never uh, been unfair. <laughs> maybe I just don't understand how comics publishing works after all these years. I mean, I'm sure I only know like a fraction of how it really works, but a mat fraction. Why? <laughs> God damn you! <laughs> why? Why? Why is Mikkel Janine on this book as like a? essentially like a, a fill-in or like a backup artist or playing second fiddle. Like I, I'm not the hugest uh, Janin fan, but from what I can tell, um, he's normally like a big pull at DC. He normally gets a book that is just him being the featured artist, right? Yes. I, and, and here he's doing work that, is not only is it like playing second fiddle to somebody else, but it's also not nearly the best work I've seen him do. So I what? It, I, I don't get what's going on. I like, maybe I'm just nuts. Maybe they, well, it him. is weird that like Jorge Molina was like announced as the artist on this arc. You know, he was like, and, and with art by Jorge Molina and, and to my knowledge, like, Janine was nowhere in any of those like announcements. Maybe he was in the solicits and I just am misremembering, but maybe in the, but you're right about the announcement. Like it was, it was, it was, Molina. Sold, it was sold as Williamson and Molina. Yeah. And you would think if, if this was the plan all along, he, he either would have been mentioned or, I don't know. It's really weird to me. Like, I don't, I'm, I don't mean that like it's sinister or anything like that. I just think like, there's, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's foul play. <laughs> yeah. There's, yes, right. 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 Something is rotten in Denmark. No, it's like, um, I just don't, I, it's surprising to me. And it, it, it makes me wonder about maybe the direction of this book or, or, um, things we thought about Bruce leaving Gotham for an extended period of time. And, and, and maybe that's not happening. And, and also just why you have an artist that's that prominent, that's almost hidden on this book. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I really wonder about Williamson's time on this book and, you know, how much of this is just a stopgap versus how much of it is long-term. Like, obviously we know he's doing the shadow war crossover, which it makes, you know, that especially makes sense for him being on this book. It makes sense being him being kind of the interim guy coming off of Tanya and leaving rather abruptly. But I wonder if he's going to be on the book much longer than that. Um. You know, not to say that he doesn't have a plan, but this and then going into the Shadow War thing, it all, it, this Batman feels rather, the title feels rather um, directionless and kind of just playing backseat to other things, which typically the Batman title is not that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I don't know if I would. If I would necessarily characterize it that way, only because it's been it's so new. Well, right? yeah, I, I just mean like it's clearly like less important seeming than 
what's going on to detective detective feels like the bat book right now to me and then like shadow war is just like another piece in this big crossover i'll somewhat push back against that i think detective is a very self-contained story that's not going to be touching any other book at least for a while right and i feel like batman has a chance to be touching almost all of the other books at dc right now um you know it's just, i guess i mean in terms of like the bat universe batman feels like very siloed whereas like detective features many characters from the bat universe and yeah. and like of course batman is about to go into a crossover but even then like that it it's it's going into a crossover that's been set up in two other books. Right. You know, so. I mean, you're not wrong about any of that. You, you're, you're not. I, I just think it's a slight over, over marginalization of, of Batman right now. Like as a title, I think the book has more going on than maybe we are giving credit for because it, it has been a relatively short. I mean, how many, how many I mean, issues? it has only been like three issues so right. far. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, but, like, I, I'm, but I'm just like counting. I'm counting this arc. I'm counting Shadow War. We don't know what's going to come after that. Sure. But that's like, you know, the better part of a year's worth of comics right there. Sure, sure. Um, I, I would say that I, I'm, I'm pretty high on this book as a concept of where you take Batman like right now. Because I think... Well, we know that Batman is supposed to be leaving Gotham, right? And we kind of see that in Detective, which we'll talk about in a little while, how Batman is not there like throughout most of this story. And so if you're going to bring Batman out of Gotham, I think putting him back in Batman Inc. is the most interesting thing you do with him. I think you put him in a different city. It's just I, I don't I don't know why you would want to read that story personally. That doesn't that doesn't particularly interest me. Um and so I would I would rather this where it's something different and hearkening back to an era of Batman comics that I think all of us like a lot with Batman Inc. Although I, I do understand that, that that does there are obviously there's baggage attached to it because it's an era we we enjoy so much. It it is it is hearkening back to that, but it's not doing it necessarily in a way that feels uh it not in a way that really gets me excited, you no. know? Sure. Mm-mm. Yeah, not at all. I, f- I felt the same way. Um, these guys could be anybody, you know? Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think um, what they should have got Burnham to do this arc. <laughs> there you go. There you they go. Got Burnham uh, to something else this week. Yeah, they did. They, they did. did. They did. And we thanked them for it. Um, I, this is, this is also unfair of me, but, the best thing I can say about this story is that it has me imagining a book that will not exist, which is um, Bruce dies and <laughs> Lex takes uh, the, the mantle of Batman for an extended period of time while running Batman Inc. And it's just like a uh, Batman version of the time that Lex Luthor took over Action Comics for a while. Um, under who was that? Uh, Paul, Paul Cornell. Paul Cornell. Yeah, 
yeah that they just did that with with Lex and Batman instead. Uh, I would be I would be so happy that will, that will not happen. So well, it's funny how we so coming off of the New Fifty Two, we had Lex as Superman, and then we had Lex as evil Martian Manhunter, essentially. <laughs> yeah, and now we're getting teased with Lex as Batman. Um. I think the long con is just to have Lex be every Justice League character. I can't yeah, Lex as Lex a green. Is well, Woman. I guess we already had Lex as an Orange Lantern, so that, yeah. that fits with the Green Lantern thing. So uh, Lex as a secret Amazonian is going to be great. Yeah. Yes, yes. He is uh, Diana's secret brother, <laughs> Jason. Well, was yeah. it, wasn't his name Jason? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's the other one. <laughs> uh, Zeus. Uh... We're gonna find out that Jason's actual name is like Alexander Jason Luthor or something yeah, like that. Yes, so. <laughs> Jason Alexander Luthor. <laughs> Jason Alexander Luthor. <laughs> this kryptonite's making me thirsty. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh... Uh, I got no hand, Jerry. <laughs> My hand is empty. It's the empty hand. <laughs> something, something, Mick DLT. Um, <laughs> all right, let's let's talk about the backup here by Carl Kershaw. It's another Gotham Academy maps story. Um, I love that the title's a a reference to Pets by Porno for Pyros. Got my early '90s rock going on there. Uh, this is so good. Just just so good. It looks beautiful. It's really good storytelling. And I wish this was its own title right now. I want this so badly. Yeah, it's this is really good. The art is really good. The story is good. You know I love the the Japanese folklore. <laughs> yokai. Oh, the yokai. They got me on yokai watch right now. <laughs> that's right um yeah it's good this this should be its own thing um dc really killing it with the batman backups we got uh gotham academy right now uh we're about to get gotham girl you know i'm here for that um simp simp (laughs) uh no this is really good i like this a lot yeah, the art is just so playful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's like it's like my platonic ideal of what comic art should look yeah. like. We should get like an OGN of this. Honestly, I don't. Yes. Yes. Like... Or how about we not do a web comic of it? Even. Ooh, yeah, that'd be good too. Yeah. 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 Something. Come on, guys. This is too I do good. like a map says Robin is really good too. Yes. Yes, 100%. I would want uh I would want that. But I don't want her to be Bruce's Robin. Who who would maps be a good Robin to? Ooh, that's a good question. Um Tim, why not? Yeah. Yeah, I can't it, think of yeah. anything better than Tim. Yeah. Okay, would would Tim be Batman or would Tim be uh he, he doesn't have to be Batman to be, have a Robin. No, Robin and Robin. Yeah, Robins. Yeah, Robin Robin sounds like a law firm. 
<laughs> Robin and Robin and Robin and Robin. Um, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. This is very fun. This is very good. Um, she should be a Robin to that to the evil future Teen Titans, Tim. Oh, yeah. Savant yes. or whatever his name is. <laughs> Tim Not Savant. It's a, yeah. I don't know. I hope that we see her do something in the future, like join the Teen Titans or um, be a character in a story that isn't just her own story. Although I, I don't want to stop getting stories that are just focused on her. I do hope she becomes a little bit more entangled in the DC universe in general. She should be in Titans Academy. Teen Titans yes. Academy. 100%. There you go. Yeah. Um, I would... Maps is the Frank Miller Dark Knight's new Robin. <laughs> <laughs> She's the new Carrie Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> yep. She should be the Robin to uh, Carrie Kelly's Batgirl in Dark Knight the Golden Child. <laughs> yeah. Dark Knight 5, whenever that comes out? Yeah, Dark Knight 5. Golden Showers. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Zach, what have you become? <laughs> yeah. Yikes. Man, that book was good. <laughs> it looked good. Was that Azarello and uh, uh Grandpa? Oh, sorry, oh I, Azarello uh, writing. I yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I don't know if Azarello was on that. He was on Dark Knight 3 with, with he Miller, was. Right? Yeah, yeah, I don't remember if he was on Golden Child, though. I think that was all Miller. I could yeah, be I wrong. Think that, but... I think that was Miller and Grandpa. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, let's let's move off of, of Batman for now. Oh, and... one one last thing on Batman sure. though that uh, that variant cover by um... oh, what's the artist's name? I'm having to pull it up now. It looks really good. Where's I know the... which one. I know which one you don't mean. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, the good one. You're talking about the one by Dan Hip. Yes. Yes. I was trying to get to the title page, but they never put those in the same spot. Sometimes it's at the beginning, sometimes it's yeah. at the end. You're talking um, about the, the, the one that's like um, Instagram Bruce. Yeah. Instagram Dri- Bruce. Yeah. It looks Inst- really good. Instagram drip. Yeah. yeah. That's, my, uh, that's my DC variant cover watch for the week. <laughs> you are a sicko. I mean, like, this is not news. This is not news. I'm just in it for the art, Vince. Yeah, I'm an art hater. Hater of art. <laughs> um, uh, twice there, in three weeks. Exactly. Yes. There's also an excellent Jorge Fornes uh, variant for tech. Yes, but that's every week. Yes, exactly. All right, let's get to tech. Detective Comics number 1051, written by Mariko Tamaki with new artist Max Raynor on the book. What was that? It's me uh, taking a deep, (laughs) deep hit of copium. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Vincey, what do you think of this issue? I mean, I. What happened with this book is is you know I, I complimented no 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 I don't it's not that bad. Um 
it's just that I, I complimented it a few weeks ago for, you know, okay, it's going slow, but it's weekly. So that's fine. And then last week I said, okay, just as soon as I said that now I kind of feel like it's too slow for its own good. And I kind of feel like that just continues into this issue where it's, it's slowed down to such a, such a turtle's pace um, that I, I don't really have anything new to say about it because it's just kind of it's kind of spinning its same wheels. It, you know, it introduced a psycho pirate at the end of the last issue mm-hmm. and they do a little bit with him again here, just kind of like intimating how he and uh, this Dr. Ware got together and, and came up with this plot. But by the end of the issue, all, all you really see again is how psycho pirate is is manipulating the patients of Arkham tower behind the scenes. And you don't, you don't really learn anything new outside of that. He and where are in this together, but you, you intimated that from the end of the previous issue as well. Right. So I think here's my problem with this book. Tamaki is telling a story that I, I think is being, really well told. Like I think the structure of this story is sound. And I think all the moving pieces are interesting in their own way, but n- now it's just moving too slowly for me. Like, like it's, it's really well done except for maybe the pacing, which I don't know how you reconcile those two things because uh, she's trying to juggle a lot and, and, you know, it's only been five parts. So I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm talking out of two sides of my mouth here. I don't, I don't know how to explain it other than I think it's slowed down to a crawl, but I still like all the elements she's cooking with here. Does that make any sense? I don't, I like, I want to like this book and I think it's good, but I don't love it the way I expected to based on the first couple issues. I think that's fair. Um, except I, I, for me, it's not too slow. I think that's really like the big difference is that I, I feel like while, while you're right in that there, there wasn't a huge like advancement of the plot in this. I liked the story beats that we got and filling in some of the cracks a little bit where this issue starts to lose me as I predicted it would is without the, the Reyes art, I'm just like, I I'm just not, I just don't enjoy it as much. Like mm-hmm. the story I think is still as good as it's been. I'm, I'm enjoying that aspect of it, but like no offense to Rainer at all, but it's just, I mean, it's still good art. Like if Rainer had been on it from the beginning, I probably wouldn't, bad an eye at it I, w- I would have still enjoyed it but like reyes was just doing such good work on the book a- and to me this is a bit of a downgrade um which like you know reyes is one of the one of the big guns so almost anybody in in my mind would kind of be a downgrade so mm-hmm. see i i do think that rainer is a downgrade and i do think that reyes was doing good work here but i don't think that that's my problem with the story you know this issue 
Uh, and I guess I'll throw a spoiler warning out there for Vince here and anyone else who's not watching the Book of Boba Fett. I'm not going to say much about it, but this feels like an episode of the Book of Boba Fett, this this specific issue of tech, which is that we saw Psycho Pirate at the end of the last issue and everybody said, oh, Psycho Pirate's the one who's controlling everybody. That's how this works. And then we have an entire issue just explaining that to a degree that nobody could possibly have been questioning yeah. it. Like, and that's all the Book of Boba Fett is, too. It's like we have to account for every minute between Return of the Jedi and The Mandalorian, and we're just going to show you too much information because we can't have anything left hanging. That's all <laughs> what Star Wars is now. The, the, only, the only difference I would push back on that is that at least this stuff with Psycho Pirate is interesting. Agreed. To me. Okay, fair. Like, yeah. that's my pushback. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, but, Psycho Pirate's <laughs> an interesting character, and I, I like seeing him. Right. But you don't disagree with know. my... No, you I don't disagree with you. No, yeah. 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 I, I just feel like this is and that that this is what we said after the first issue, which is that first issue was that really action packed, intense thing. And I said it's gonna take us to almost the end of the event to get back to that. And we're five issues since then, and we have not moved one iota past that event yet. We are still probably at least a more on away. like day nineteen, I think, and that yeah. event was like day. 20 I yeah. I have like either it, it was like 24 or 25 I want to say. Yeah, so we have a couple Maybe more issues later. before we yeah. even get there. And to me that is just it's too much. You know. See, and this is I, I think you're absolutely right Brian and that's exactly how I feel. But I feel really bad saying that because I think all that said well, first of all, I think Tamaki's a, a brilliant writer to begin with. Like I, I've thought that for a long time, but I, I think, I think even though you and I feel that way and we're, we're right to feel that way, it's very clear, like the work and the consideration and the thought that Tamaki put into how all of this fits together and how all these dominoes fall. And so I like the fact that it isn't landing for me because of the, the pacing and the chronology kind of makes me feel bad because it's, it's clearly done in an intentional way that storytellers use a, te a technique that storytellers use all the time. Right. And, and the, the structure of it all is very sound. Um, so I'm so conflicted because it's just not, it's not slapping the way that I need it to for me. Um, is that fair? Like, yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. You know what I mean? Like this, this is a strong writer, uh, using sound technique. Right. And it's just not quite singing for me. It's just, and I, and again, I don't know if this is, I don't know how this works. Did Tamaki come in and say, listen, I have this idea for a story and DC said, great, let's make it weekly. And then she's like, well, and then she's stretching what she had. Or was this presented as a year long story that is being condensed into a three month story? Or is this, you know, I, I don't know how it comes together. But to me, this just feels like we're not getting to the story. We're still building up to what the story is. Mm -hmm. And the, it's is this the fifth issue of this sixth issue of this? This yeah. is the fifth issue. Yeah, that's that's at least like three issues too long to be waiting. Now, now, see, that I think I would push back on that a little bit because I, I mean I think like I think we're in the story. This is what the story is. Like the story is this 
finding out what's going on in Arkham Tower, and we are we are finding out that. I think I think now, it, like if you wanted the story to be like what happens after that big scene in the first issue, like then yeah, that's a disappointment. Right? This is the story of like what's going on in Arkham Tower and how you get to that night. I guess I. I- I'm sorry, Zach, go ahead. Vince, go ahead. I was just going to say, well, I guess the problem then is like, okay, you know right away Dr. Ware is up to no good. Okay, you can... Once well, they... I don't know if you knew that like at the beginning. You knew that by like issue three. Yeah, I know you knew right... Come on. I don't, re- I don't think that's... Like, I think there was enough misdirection there no. where like Dr. Ocean was like the red herring. You know, like, you don't... I don't think you knew like... In fact, there were even some lines I feel like that were thrown in there to kind of steer you away from Ware. No, and see, I, I remember reading some of Ware's lines and thinking like, oh, he's an asshole right away. You can well, tell he way, could be an asshole t- and not a not a not the mastermind behind the plot. Uh, well, it didn't work on me. Sure, okay. Uh, and I think like then then you see like, oh, oh, he's um trying to embezzle money from the city or whatever all, all of this stuff is like once you know that where is the the bad once you think where is the bad guy from the very beginning you imagine not specifically the details of how we got to where what we saw in the first issue but nothing none of the dominoes that fall then are really revelatory in any way well that's exactly so- what i was going to say which is that you say that until dark side comes and <laughs> well, to collect so- Psycho pirate. Psycho pirate being involved was like the one moment where I was like, oh, yeah, that's okay. We're getting something. We're getting an ingredient. Okay, here we go. Throwing psycho pirate into this was putting an ingredient into this that I didn't think we would see. Every other ingredient, well, used, you know, in a in a sound storytelling fashion was nonetheless like an expected ingredient of a bat family crossover. Um. And then, unfortunately, I, I don't know that I learned anything about the psycho pirate situation in this issue, or at least didn't see enough. Oh, he's emotionally manipulating them. Yeah, we got that, you know. Um, but I think I think the, the whole like, oh, he's manipulating. Uh, he's trying to get Chase Meridian into writing this report to grant him a bunch of money without her figuring out what's actually going on. All of that stuff was kind of went without saying i felt yes. from the very beginning yes it's book of boba fett <laughs> what the i i've cracked the case this is stories being built from an early draft of heroes in crisis <laughs> when psycho pirate was going to be involved oh my god this is just sanctuary no it's not but I mean, it's not not. It's not not, 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 Yeah, (laughs) yeah. It is. It kind of is actually, except for villains instead of heroes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying this is bad at all, or that I'm not. No, you are. You're saying you hate it. No, no, no. I'm just saying it's. I'm just saying it's not quite slapping the way that I wanted it to. Yeah, and there's there's still plenty of time. It's just. Yeah, I I'm surprised that you think that Ware was like a, a 
ever for a second was potentially like a good guy and all. I that. never said I thought he was a good guy. I just did not necessarily expect that he was like the mastermind. Mm. Like, if anything, I thought maybe he was like an unwitting fool, you know, yeah. uh, being manipulated. Well, there is time for Dark Side to show up yet. There so is time. Don't worry. Yeah, I, think, I don't know. I, I'm still liking this a lot. I think just because as much as I enjoyed uh, Tynion's Batman stuff, um, Fear State just really left a sour taste in my mouth. And this is a really good refresh for me. And and the way the Bat family is being used is really good, too. Yeah. Um, this is just a like very competent and solid Gotham book. And, oh yeah. Uh, we haven't necessarily gotten that in a while. Right. I mean, this is to me, this is way better than Fear State, which I thought was just self-indulgent as all get out. And and um, towards the end, I could barely stand to read it each month. Whereas, where like I said, I am still enjoying reading this every week. Like I'm, I love a weekly. Even if not much happens in an issue, I go, okay, well, that was, you know, some uh, last week's issue was good. This week's was maybe a bit of a, a, a whiff for me next week. There'll be another one, you know? Right. And right. yeah. And I, and, and it's not, even though I think it's moving slowly, it's not immediately overstaying its welcome in the way that I felt from like fear state was tired. It was played out from like the third issue for me or something like that. And now I, I, I'm not arguing that at all. I wonder if Fear State had come out weekly, if it would have moved better for you. Oh, if it would have come out weekly and it would have been just over the course of like a month and a half or two months or whatever it would be. Yeah. I mean, I think there was still a lot that I would find to be like um, navel gazy about it, but oh, it would have went down so much better. Yeah, for sure. Before we depart from this book, did either of you read the backup this week? Absolutely. I did. Can't believe you'd ask. <laughs> I thought this was the best backup so far. You thought it was the best one? Yeah. Not, I agree. Not, yeah, not, I agree. It's not It's not like earth shattering or anything, but introducing the penguin into this was really good. The dynamic I, is interesting. Yes, yeah. I'm yeah. like more invested in this kid's story now than I have been at any point in the backup. 100%. For sure. yeah. yeah, I agree completely. Uh, we should mention it's called... Um, House of Gotham, written by Matthew Rosenberg, illustrated by Fernando Blanco. The Blanco art continues to be good. Um, Penguin is presented in like not a nuanced way at all here, but a slightly different way than we usually see him, mm -hmm. and it's good. Yeah, it's good. yeah. Um, what is um, that kid? Who was with Penguin in the car? Are you going to ask me if that's Tommy Elliot? Yeah. So I, I, they, he refers to him as Elliot, uh -huh. but isn't Tommy Elliot supposed to be essentially Bruce's age? He, he was, and Bruce is Batman by that point. Yes, you're right. Yes. Okay. So that's yeah. why I, was, I had this, yeah. I had the same thought, but I thought, no, that's not who it is because of that reason. I, I forgot when this was taking place. Um, so yeah, okay, it definitely isn't. That's that's Elliot Elliot, Tommy Elliot's son. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like Lewis Lewis? R R Richard Lewis's cousin from Curb <laughs> Enthusiasm? 
Yes, yes, yes. All right, let's take a break. And we come back, we're going to hear how Joshua Williamson retconned the entire DC universe to fit his plan. So stay tuned. (laughs) Hello, denizens of Earth 1218. We are the hosts of Make Mind Multiversity, a twice monthly podcast. And it is I, Jake, the Taskmaster one. And I'm Elias, the Bendis one. Make Mind Multiversity is your handy guide to all things Marvel. Each month we get into it with long looks at the careers of Marvel creators, characters, themes, whatever. Sometimes that means we dig into the X-Books of the recent-ish months, and sometimes that means figuring out which series is our monthly heavyweight champion. Sometimes we even have lists. And other times we have book clubs on Marvel series, past and present. Coming down by good old Skylaser to your podcatcher of choice every first and third Friday. Excelsior. Excelsior indeed. And we are back with Justice League Incarnate number four. Written by Joshua Williamson and Dennis Culver, illustrated by Chris Burnham and Mike Norton and Andre Brisson. So I joked before the break that this is Joshua Williamson retconning the entire DC universe. And I say that with my tongue firmly in my cheek. However, he kind of retcons the entire DC universe. Um, he does. He, he basically puts the great darkness at the heart of every saga. It's not maybe not every crisis, but like. Certainly, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, he doesn't. He doesn't really touch on Infinite Crisis, um, all that much. Well, no, not all that much. But you do see the the Superboy Prime. Yes, yes. And Mister Mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, not a ton of Zero Hour. Similarly, but a little uh, bit of is in there. Exactly. <laughs> that's what I was saying. Just like those get. He's you know, a finger of the hand. Yes, he is. <laughs> Um, I like but, that Superboy Prime is the middle finger, by the of way. Course. <laughs> yes, yeah. perfect. It's fantastic. And this whole section is illustrated by um, Chris Burnham, oh. which makes it go down real smooth. Wonderful. Oh, it's the it's it's the best thing. I almost want to say that those 10 pages Infinite are Frontier. like the best thing that have been published in Infinite Frontier. Correct. I think Correct. it might be. And they should have done an entire issue that that was just Chris Burnham, like double what we got here that that Chris Burnham draws the DC universe. Yeah, because honestly, because like, I feel like there are parts of this that are almost condensed down to uh, too small of a degree. Yeah, my beloved zero hours, one finger. Yeah, Yeah. right, right. Exactly. Like just as an excuse to to get a full issue of this out of Chris Burnham, right? I mean, this this, is this this is a new history of the DC universe told in 10 pages. Yes, it could have been a one shot called Infinite Frontier, the history of the DC or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I wouldn't have to read the rest of this (laughs) to get it. (laughs) Yeah, this is this is incredible how well it mixes elements from Crisis on Infinite Earths and Final Crisis and the Metal the New 52 stuff. and Multiversity and Metal. Yeah, that New 52 panel. Oh. Yeah. Oh, man. It, it's so good. Um, and it, it makes sense of everything in a really fun way. Um, and, and, then, and then we get to the rest of the issue. It cursed the quantum life form with the task of weakening the heroes of, of Earth Prime by stealing time from their universe. That's 
a hilarious way to say Dr. Manhattan without saying Dr. Manhattan. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this, this is a super one. small bit, but I've not read a lot of like crisis Ansela. Um, the stuff with the specter and swamp thing. Oh, what's going on there? <laughs> I think there, there's a swamp thing. There's I don't a know swamp what... thing crisis tie in. That more there, that there, when more was on the book. Yes, and it it I believe it does reference the great darkness. That the, is fucking nuts. Yeah, so that part is not. I mean, if I remember correctly, I may be talking out of my ass here, but that part is not reinvented. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, Swamp Thing encountered the great darkness. You you guys talk. I'm gonna Google something real quick. Hang on. Sure. Keep keep uh, talking. So, you know, I as much as I did enjoy these 10 pages of Burnham art, and I think that Williamson and Culver do a good job of making the idea of the great darkness being like threaded throughout DC history, that doesn't seem so presumptuous when you read this. Like it, it, it's it's well thought out enough that you can squint and say, yeah, that makes sense. Um Zach, do you agree? Yeah, I do. I think it's a good, it's a good retcon. I think um, it doesn't devalue any of the stories that it's referencing in any way. And and DC's already kind of been doing this kind of streamlining since Rebirth, so it just kind of makes sense. My my first thought when I read this, and this is no offense to anybody involved here. But I thought this book is not important enough to be containing all this retconning. Um, but I really don't know where else you would do something like this right now. Yeah, like, no, there's uh, there isn't like, like a, a one shot or something. Right, there, yeah, there, yeah, there isn't like a flagship title where you feel like this is what's happening. Yeah. And, and this is, I guess, my, my one sort of critique of not my one. I have many critiques of the Infinite Frontier era. But, you know, Vince has said time and time again that he doesn't feel like there's a story being told here. And, and we have sort of pushed back against that each in our own way. But I feel like there hasn't been like throughout the New 52, you knew you kind of had to be reading Justice League if you wanted to get a sense of what was happening. Of, like, if you wanted to know what was important at DC, you were getting that in Justice League. And I feel like once Snyder came onto Justice League in Rebirth, that became the same sort of thing and i don't know if there's a if there's a title in the infinite frontier era that really fits that same purpose oh well i accept your apology and um that's not that is different than what you said you you, you say that but i would say that like these minis that williamson are doing is doing or is that right i I guess it just doesn't exactly what i say so there's no other story that oh my god okay no 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 no. i know what i'm saying is there is a story going through it i think the critique is that if this is the most important stuff which i would argue it is there should be more of a reflection not there's not a story i just think there should be what that's exactly what i fucking said i I said you would think any other book would act like this is happening. That is exactly what I said. I am specifically talking about the great darkness thing. I am not talking about you. Your argument was not about the great darkness. Yes, it's about it's about what's going on with 
Oh my god! All right, folks. Sorry, we're shutting the show down. It's over. It's been a good run, but uh, we're calling Brian. Quits. You love remembering one thing I said, and then thinking that that was my whole argument, and 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 not understanding the totality of what I was talking about. We're not talking about the totality. Love to log in and say that my sound sounds weird, and so <laughs> let's just move on. Okay, it was. Swamp- you guys don't reply to my fucking Twin Peaks text. <laughs> It was Swamp Thing issue 49 and 50 written by Alan Moore that basically that's where that bit comes from. And I think it's like two or three panels in this, but that stuff is basically ripped out of those issues. Interesting. So 49 and 50. That's very cool. Yeah. Vince, I apologize if I am if I am being reductive of your position. I in my mind, there is a big difference between what you said and what I said. Maybe I'm wrong, but in my mind, there is a there is a difference there. I'm sorry if I'm misunderstanding that. Well, to clarify what I said was and you could go back if you really wanted to and listen to this. I would never episode. listen to our show. I'm not you. Yeah. What I said was. Uh, it doesn't like despite despite the status quo being called Infinite Frontier, it doesn't feel like any other book is behaving at all like the events of Infinite Frontier slash uh, Justice League Incarnate are happening at all. I likened it to uh, Crisis, where at least in all the other books, you saw like a red sky in one sure, panel sure. or you saw somebody right. reference something. Now, if you want to say that when I say that, I'm not, I'm talking about uh, the crack in the, the crack in the multiverse and not the great darkness. That's insanely reductive. Because that's not what I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about anything that's happening in the Williamson meta narrative. Okay, and, th- and that's not what I'm saying. Our points are different here. My point is that I think that the in- I-, I know what you're going for, right? And I think that we were the the point we were getting stuck on. And I don't want to get stuck on it again. Is this idea of like what is Infinite Frontier? Is Infinite Frontier the crack in the multiverse story, or is it like there was an Infinite Frontier Zero that had all these different stories in it? Right. That's what you were seeing it as one thing, and I was seeing it as something else. I'm not talking about that now. What I'm talking about specifically is this: I think that everything up to this point, I think, was being handled. You're right. This book is is the primary source for that. However. I feel like at this point, this is the point where in a previous event, you would start to see the ripples come off from this. Like, I think there are lots of events like this where, you know, I I can't pull one off the top of my head, but like, okay, for instance, with metal, when the first metal came out, I think it was like month three or four when you start getting those other metal specials where like the flash got metalized and all those other things. Right. At a certain point, the event starts to seep into the rest of the stuff. I feel like now is the time that that should be happening. Does, does that make sense? That, I don't think that that ever happened, really. Metal was pretty self-contained. There were like tie-ins, but they there weren't were even one, connected they were one to shots. Them. Yeah, but uh, but but the point was, I feel like if you if you looked at DC as a as, if you looked at DC's output as a totality. It's funny we keep using that word because that is a DC character. But if if you keep using, if you look at it in that way, by the time you got to whatever month of the event you were looking at, there were tendrils coming out of it. I'm not saying it necessarily. I don't think that's true, actually. 
hang on. You now you guys talk. I'm looking something up. <laughs> I don't think any books tied into metal at all. <laughs> yeah. So Brian, the thing that you're saying is is something I said within the context of my greater argument. You know, yes, the crux of my argument was if this status quo is infinite frontier, why is this? Why is this? Uh, why why did these couple of miniseries seem to be the only thing that is reflecting that? And you pushed back and said, yeah, the one shot actually just set up all the other books as well. Yeah, that's true. I concede that. But as part of that, it was also, I mean, I, I said it time and again, like there are no tendrils and, and, and you're maybe saying like they should be there by now, but I'm saying they haven't been there at all, all along. You think that there would be. Um, I just want to say something real quickly here. Yeah. Yeah. Metal started in August of 2017 in September Teen Titans, Nightwing, Suicide Squad, yeah. in October, Green that Arrow, a, The Flash. That was like a that was like a, a a tie-in that like. But what I'm saying is, you started to see the metal stuff infecting the rest, like other parts of the DC universe. But they were like disconnected from current continuity. They were like a bottle thing. <laughs> now, this, now, now you're being the pedant. We're each taking a turn tonight. But like this, this is this doesn't even have that though either. I'll, no, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. This doesn't even have that. This I just yeah, thought, but that's just like saying you just wish there were more issues that were like no, you just wish there were more tie-in issues. That's not, that's not what I'm saying at all. Because like I, the Teen Titans thing and like the Nightwing thing wasn't that. That was just like that. We that like it was a shitty Gotham story. resistance story. Yeah. Right? Why do you like? That's not good. I'm that, not like, talking is irrelevant. About, I'm not talking about quality here. I'm talking about the, about how big this should feel. I guess, but like, I mean, and that's 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 not also counting. There was the Batman loss, but Hawk that was Man like found. also like an event. Like there was an event going on. This is like, a, maybe it's just <laughs> like a perspective thing. But to me, this is like the Infinite Frontier series, and this are what Justice League was in those scenarios that you were describing. It's just the ongoing story that no other book is picking up until there's an event. <laughs> it's nothing it's, brings out the pedant in us like this fucking book. Yeah, I mean, all of us, <laughs> yes. all of us. I mean, it's designed to do that, I guess, because it's it's just loaded with DC Apocrypha yeah. that that is right. all uh, very again to use this phrase again, navel gazy. Right. <laughs> um, I mean, my my biggest thing about this is that. okay, all right, this is how I'll say it. I want to like this so much that I want there to be a bunch of tendrils spinning out of this. I want to know I want to know what the totality is doing right now. The group made up of Vandal Savage and Lex Luthor and Martian Man, you know, yeah. It I is weird know. that this isn't in that. Yes. that that's nowhere. You're, that's, that's what I've good, been saying. That, that is a good point. That's a good I, point. Well, I wish you would have said it was a good point two months ago. <laughs> I don't know that you made that point two months ago. <laughs> uh, listeners, roast Zach in the comments because I absolutely did. I said, oh. what have they been doing since this all began? Because well, I don't think I pushed back on that. But I, <laughs> that's a good point. I, I have nothing against that. Great. And I also want to make it clear. I've been uh, a supporter of this book. Um, so far, but this, this is the first issue. Aside from these ten pages, the, the the back half is, or the the latter part is bad. Like, oh, dude, this, it, this is the most boring it's been. Yeah, it falls off a cliff as soon yeah. as uh, this bit, this wonderful bit. Admittedly, very wonderful. I love this. I could read this opening section uh, time and time again. In fact, I already have read it a few times because it's so good. But um, 
but yeah, it, I mean, and then to, to tack the back half of this onto that, the way that it is, it's almost like, I mean, that's what makes me wish the Burnham stuff was its own issue because that other stuff doesn't belong <laughs> in this, in this comic, you know? Um, but you know, yeah. What, what is the t- totality doing? Why haven't we seen Barry Allen in forever? It feels like there's all this stuff going on, but it's being delivered to us in a way that makes it feel smaller than it really is because, well, I agree with Brian's point. Like how big is this supposed to feel? I feel like it would feel appropriately big if maybe there was another series talking about what the totality is doing another series talking about what um, Alan Scott is doing and potentially because, you know, he's supposed to be kind of a separate branching off of the totality as like a cosmic overseer or something. Right. Right. At least that was teased, you know, it kind of in the, in the checkmate sort of role that he was in pre flashpoint, you know? Yeah. Um, Do you think that's scuffed because of John's stuff? I was I was gonna and say that you know what that would make me shit razor blades because <laughs> um, I uh, yeah if that's oh god I'm not, hang on I'm just gonna bottle that up because I don't want to <laughs> say anything I, I had the same thought I mean d- we also feel like isn't this kind of a backdoor pilot for Flashpoint Beyond because we see Darkseid oh. send Batman away he in, gets Omega he gets Omega, Omega sanctioned yeah yeah yeah. Exactly. Oh, the, man, the, the return fantastic. of Thomas Wayne. <laughs> yep. um, no, you're not wrong. But also, um, I, I do think it's interesting that like Williamson is using a lot of the totality characters and other things. Like Lex shows up in his Batman. Talia is brewing in the Shadow War stuff. But not paying an ounce of lip service to any of this. Right, right. Which I wonder if like Shadow War is maybe going to be that. Well, you, know? and you could be right. But I think sooner or later, I'm going to feel like a real dumbass for thinking at every turn, like, oh, maybe the next thing will answer this. Maybe the next thing coming will be the real, maybe the, maybe the crisis is coming. You know what I mean? Well, the crisis is coming. It is. But how many years have we been saying that also? Here's my question. No. Okay. You're right. You're right. Well, because we've been was, was the metal one, the metal one, right? The the metals. But you're talking about the next one in the Bendis, the, the Bendis that, Seven Crises. Yeah. Yes. Correct. Which it has now been retconned to be metal. Dark yes. Metal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so, so here's here's my question. And also, wait, hang on. Before you say sure. anything, Brian, just to finish the, the the crisis thing, is Kingdom Come a crisis now? Because uh, it's damn close. Magog. Magog is in the yeah. Magog. Magog. Uh, the kingdom come isn't, but the con- the kingdom is. Kingdom is. Kingdom yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> That's that is some DC three bullshit. All right. We have never okay, made merch. Go. I will make a t shirt. This is kingdom come is not a crisis, but the kingdom is. <laughs> Six people will gladly wear that shirt. We're world. gonna we're gonna be wearing that in public, and people are gonna think we're like a weird religious cult or something. <laughs> They're gonna think we're some we're some neo Nazi bullshit. Yeah. Um, is, is this a Q thing? We're yeah, gonna get exactly. like people coming up to us at the grocery store, like, like, uh, hey, where will we go? One, we go off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my question, right? Which is that so in between the time we last recorded and now, it's been announced that Justice League the book is ending and that most of those characters are quote dying. <laughs> and, 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 and that Williams they're getting is Omega doing sanctioned. 
Yes, in a, in a series written by Josh Williams, in, a, in an issue, an oversized issue written by Josh Williamson. So, and I, I'm supposed to be interviewing Josh in a few weeks about this. So I, I will get some answers, I hope, from him. But my question is this, is all of this, is there just too many different things? Are there just too many different things happening at DC right now? And so everything has to slow down to fit everything else in? Like, doesn't this kind of feel like this book should have been faster paced but it has to slow down because we have to kill the justice league first and like well don't you feel like killing the justice league thing is just i mean i feel maybe this is cynical but i feel like that is a story thing that has come up because bendis decided to leave the justice league or maybe that story thread came up and that's why bendis is leaving the justice league so according to williamson and, and this is just from interviews i read this is not from anything you know that i've gotten from him myself which is that the death of the Justice League is part of the Infinite Frontier meta narrative. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's interesting that Justice League Incarnate ends. Is it next month? Yeah. yeah. Yep. So that ends in February. And then in April, we get the death of the Justice League. And then he says that there's not going to be a Justice League title for a while. And the Justice League is going to remain, quote, dead for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't know like how that happens in like I, I think there are some characters that it makes a lot of sense like Hal Jordan nothing's happening with Hal Jordan right now so if Hal Jordan's dead for a while whatever but he's not he's not the, he's yeah John. I'm, I'm, John sorry, I'm sorry I'm sorry John I'm sorry John Stewart yes you're right um I just feel like all these characters have these kind of wildly different stories happening right now and I don't know how you keep doing the war world story if Superman is going to die, oh, unless well, see, that's the thing, like none of this is going to line up. It's going to be, uh, right. no, they're, they're going to treat it like it's not. Yeah. It does, and it's not going to have to. Absolutely. Which is frustrating, but also comics. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't really care. I just feel like this is a weirdly timed thing to do. And like, I also think it's kind of bullshit if you're going to kill the justice league, but still have all those characters available for their monthly for monthly like, consumption. Let's just, you yeah. know, see. And, and I would like that if there were more of a defined plan saying yes well kind of what we were talking about like if somebody said to me hey wonder woman uh superman batman they're they're all their own thing they're continuing on doing their thing and we're gonna have this whole corner of books not just one mini series written by williamson that doesn't touch on nearly all the things that have been set up but we have a corner of the DCU where all the eventy stuff is happening. Almost like, almost like Infinite Crisis, where they had the four tie-in comics that kind of led into it. Mm-hmm. If there was something similar where they were like, okay, just pretend that this stuff is all, doesn't matter when this all takes place. We want you to be able to have your dumb Bruce comics and your, and your Clark comics and your Diana comics. But Imagine over in this eventy corner of the DCU, all this shit is happening. Man, don't you and know 5G could have fixed all of this? Yep. That is yep, true absolutely. Yep. And they were cowards. But it was averted. <laughs> it was, it was averted. averted. It was averted. Yeah. Um yeah, it's 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 frustrating because it's it's going to give us some of what we want, but not enough, I think. M- may I lay my prediction on the table right now? Well, is it the same one that I had? Which is what about about what's happening to the Justice League? No. Oh, they're all getting Barry Allen. They're all getting their own pre 
uh, Crisis Earth to go live on for a while? No, I don't think that's going to happen. That, that's interesting, but that, that's not what I was going to say. I think this is going to be a case of there's going to be a series that is, I don't know if it's going to be everything else or the next of miniseries, but one of them is going to be the 52 trick where it's going to be taking place in lost time and every other book's going to jump ahead. So, so, so like, for instance, we're going to be told like the events of Justice League 75 happen a year after everything that's happening right now. So that way you can still have the stories that are happening right now. John Stewart's still doing his thing. Clark's doing his thing on War World. But we know that a year from now, this is happening. And that means that like in May of 2023, Justice League comes back. Mm. Does that make sense? Like using that story as a future tale. And that way the Justice League is quote only dead for a month in like continuity. But for our purposes, they're gone for a year. Yeah, it's like the no, that, reverse 52. Yeah, that never works out as, as well as it sounds, but I, I like the way it sounds. <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Zach? I thought for sure that was going to trip your Kingdom Hearts lever. What, that? Yeah, just because uh, just uh, it's weird. Wait, which part? <laughs> the Like the potential for a um, 52 style year long time. I don't uh, think that's going to happen. Okay. Um, <laughs> he just, see, but dismisses it out of hand. He can't even play around with it for a while. Yeah, I can't even entertain the thought. <laughs> um, I don't know. I really just... I don't know. I oscillate back and forth about how much I actually care about the, the meta narrative, you know? And... I just, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of trouble like getting excited or caring about this. I think, I think it's interesting. You know, we've talked about how slow this is going. That like Williamson is really the only one driving all of this. Like, obviously, he has Culver like co-writing this, but like he is doing everything. And I, I imagine that's part of why this is so slow. And I wonder how much like, you know, we've speculated how much Bendis's Legion thing is. Is it gonna factor in? Is this Flashpoint Beyond thing part of it all? Again, if you, know, you have a year to play with, you can do all that stuff. Like, is well, I, I mean, like, I feel like that is like for irrelevant. I mean, yeah, like, I don't. So, I think what you're saying is going to happen, but I don't think it's going to be like this big grand thing. I think we're just getting this Justice League story, and eventually we'll catch up to it. But it's not like. They're not going to make an event out of it. Yeah, yeah, I don't. It think just so. seems to me like if anybody were to do that, Williamson seems like the guy at DC who likes riffing on the things that DC has done in the past. Like of all the guys there right now, that used to be the Johns thing, right? But it seems like Williamson sort of inherited that mantle. Maybe I don't know. I he's also checking off all of my favorite stuff at DC. So I feel like yeah. he has to go to 52 at some point. I just, yeah, I just also like, even if that is the case, I don't see myself getting particularly excited about that. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily exciting. I just think it's, it's a, it allows you to function. It allows you to have your cake and eat it too. Is what it allows you to do. Yeah. I don't it, know. It's how DC could do one year later and also 52 at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right. We should also say, I suppose, that Mike Norton does some pretty nice pages in this. I like his pages oh. better than the Andre Brisson pages. Damn, I didn't even notice. I think I feel the opposite, but really, that's fine. Yeah, okay, I, I've liked Brisson stuff in this a lot. Um, so. All right. Well, then let's move over to our final book of the week, which is Monkey Prince number one. Written by Jean Lu and Yang, illustrated by Bernard Chang. I have to give DC credit from the up top that has almost nothing to do with um, the the book itself, which is just that the entire regular creative team on this are Asian, as well as a couple of the um, like like uh, a couple of the variant cover artists. One of the editors is. It just seems like this is a really concerted effort for DC to give their Asian creators a spotlight title. And while I hope that this doesn't become a situation where the only opportunity Asian creators get on at, get at DC are on titles like this. I and we said this about the um the recent uh anthology issue that was that was based on the Asian creators and Asian characters as well. But I just like seeing these creators get get work and get, having Having a book that is so in so important that 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 Asian culture is so important in it to have it made by Asians is really great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what else is really great? What's that? That Gene Luen Yang confirms that Bruce kills people with batarangs on the regular. <laughs> he just does it. I mean, I don't know if this is in continuity. Um, oh yeah, okay. It's, yeah, this, is, this, yeah, is, this yeah. is this is one hundred percent in continuity, and Vince I, is just mad and nude and red because he's claimed that Batman has never accidentally killed anybody. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's always there's always an explanation, right? Like, uh, you know, Mon Monkey Prince is clearly going to live at the end of this, even though he got his head chopped off yeah but if if bruce has chopped off one person's head even though they're functionally immortal you know he's cho also chopped off many mortals heads as well so ah and and how would that go in a court of law zach do you think that would do you think that would hold up <laughs> i didn't realize we were defending our cases <laughs> I know Vince uh, judges me all the time, but I didn't realize we were going over from an actual judge here. <laughs> um, judge Reinhold. <laughs> Mock trial with Jay Reinhold. <laughs> Zach, Zach, are you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, okay. All right. This was good. Um you know, it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a of a played out kind of like all oh, the the kid gets bullied um, origin, but I think that's just you know that's a common thing for a marginalized teen, right? Like, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Um, but it's just I, it's I it's thought really the more interesting angle was the anxiety that yes. played into that. Yeah, yes. the hyperventilating and the yeah, yes, that's a new angle into that. I think. Um, yeah, I completely agree. You know, Vince, you had said before you weren't sure if this is in continuity or not. I know you were just no. backpedaling because you're uh, you're trying not to admit that Batman has ever killed somebody. But 
reading this, I was um, I'm I'm hopeful, but a little worried that this is not going to be as connected to the DC universe proper as maybe we had been originally told it was going to be. And that's a shame because I really want this character to be integrated into the DCU. Was anybody else surprised that this book is taking place in the United States? No. No. I guess I had really hoped that I, I had hoped that it would be taking place in China. I do it does go back to the 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 promise of um doomsday clock that we would get more about the international uh, superhero sect and why so many of them are in America versus other countries and things like that. It, it does, it does remind of that. And it, it makes me regret that they never did more with that, but no, nothing surprises me surprised even less that a substantial portion of this takes place in Gotham. <laughs> <laughs> That's the really funny part. I think, uh, um... yeah. The, the, I, you know, the, the, the big wigs and execs were all like a, a, a book about the monkey prince. You're going to put it in Gotham, right? Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. The, um, it, it, and like tying it in so much that like it opens up with Bruce doing a home invasion <laughs> yeah. and his parents are henchmen for hire who are now currently working for the penguin. Uh, I guess they're not necessarily like basic henchmen. They're like scientists, but they're like scientist henchmen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that I was like... a really fun, that was a really fun bit, especially uh, knowing that the penguin makes them uh, dress up in, yes. in yes. penguin suits. Yes. With top hats. Um. But I, I, I don't know. I, I like this kid. I like the bit with the, the, the pervy maintenance worker who turns out to be Oolong his, from Dragon Ball. Yeah, yeah, he is Oolong, one hundred percent. Down horniness and everything. Uh huh. Yeah, he transforms when he. Uh, what did, what did Oolong do to transform? Did he sneeze? That's what I thought. I I I, I thought that maybe I was wrong. Um, this kid grows a tail and he looks up at the moon and he goes, uh, Uzuru. Yep. Now, is there going to be a handsome rogue in the desert that they come across at some point and a, a blue haired girl and are they going to go PPP and make him make the pig guy pee his pants? Yes. Or have diarrhea or what was it? What was it in that? He had to like, he really had, he had to pee really bad or something. I don't remember. I don't know. We should all, we should watch, we should read and or watch all of Dragon Ball as our next Ah, Patreon thing. That's the new podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Just as the podcast in general. Yeah. Let's just scrap it all and become a Dragon Ball podcast. Yeah. After this series is over. Once we realize that Infinite Frontier really is going nowhere, we change this to a Dragon Ball podcast. I'll yes. be doing my own Twin Peaks podcast <laughs> okay. while you guys do a Dragon Ball podcast. The um, uh, I, his mom in this is down to chum with him. Is, is, yeah, you, think, you think that's crazy? <laughs> well, your father and I will get some 
product from a good source and we'll i mean i i look forward to chooming with my kids one day <laughs> you're gonna <laughs> you and you and dc wilkerson yeah exactly. chewing it up some chewing it up one day yeah you know i used to have a podcast <laughs> as you're watching austin powers for the first time <laughs> with your daughter yeah yeah uh yeah baby <laughs> and he says he says do i make you horny and you go that's where that's from oh <laughs> i know where that's from i know oh basil exposition what won't you say <laughs> austin it is shit <laughs> <laughs> oh behave etc okay and, um yeah, th- this oh. book is good. I, I, as I said, I'm a little bit afraid it's going to be not as connected to other stuff. I think Bernard Chang's art is really good here. I think that this this character looks like no character created in the last 30 years in DC Comics. Like this, very much looks like a character that would have shown up uh, at some point in the 80s. But it, at it does, Marvel comics, at Marvel, possibly yes, but. <laughs> I mean, really, it does. It doesn't look anything like what you expected modern DC character to look like. So for that reason, I am very invested in it becoming in like this character sharing screen time with all the big DC characters, just so we can sort of see how he interacts with others. Um, the cynic in me says this is never going to be anything other than like brief appearances after this initial series is over. When um, when Jean Lu and Yang gets to do another when he gets to do a Justice League of China book, Monkey Prince will be in it. I hope so. I I I, I want him to do more Justice League of China for many reasons. They you know what they should do? Forget okay, so the Justice League dies, right? Uh-huh. Just make a real Justice League International and have have uh New Superman on it, Monkey Prince on it, Jiro the Batman of Japan or whatever. Just just do that for a while and make it not like a footnote in somebody else's book or a a 10-page anthology story. Make it like the Justice League for a while. And give it to Yang because he's yeah. he is one of the best writers in 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 comics i think right now i always rate him highly see i i have i have often thought that a justice league international there's a really easy way to do it that wouldn't be too dissimilar from what you're saying but essentially the uh the justice league has had seven core members and obviously there's no antarctic superheroes so you do one from each of the six continents that is in antarctica and then one from the ocean mm. So you have an Asian character, an Australian character, an aquatic character, etc. And I think you could do a really easy Justice League International. You could even have it where at any time you need one character from each of those areas, but they can rotate in and out. Sure. And Batman's always on the team. Of course. (laughs) I actually think it'll be fun to have a Batman Inc. member on the team instead of Batman, but we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah. Batman showing up in this is so egregious. It's the one thing about this whole... uh, comic that i was like that it made me groan i mean did you really expect batman to not show up here though <laughs> i mean no but it's just it's just oh man that last page when like batman and robin burst in i'm like come on <laughs> get him the fuck out of this book <laughs> 
Um, but whatever. Uh, yeah, this Bernard Chang art, there, there are a few pages here that is some of the best stuff I've ever seen him do. Um, the big spread where uh, he's beaten up the, the bullies in the locker room looks great. The stuff that, that appears to take place in China or at least some version of it. Um, yeah, that stuff is gorgeous. It is. Yeah, those yeah. are some of the best pages, I think, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cheng's great. He's a very good fit for this, too. I feel like sometimes... I mean, this is true for every artist, but Chang is not always Chang always does good work, but there's some books that I feel like are more suited to Chang's style than others, and this feels like right in his wheelhouse. Yeah, it rocks. Yeah, absolutely it does. Um, all right. Well, uh, Vince, what comes out next week for us? Um, I do have it. Let me just pull it up here. Okay, uh, Batgirls number three, Batman Catwoman number ten, Batman Urban Legends number twelve. Black Manta, number six, Detective Comics, 1052, Future State Gotham, number 10, Harley Quinn, the Eat Bang Kill Tour, number six, uh, I Am Batman, number six, Justice League 2022, annual number one, uh, Justice League, number 72, Pennyworth, number seven, Strange Love Adventures, number one, Suicide Squad Blaze, number one, Superman, Son of Kal-El, number eight, The Joker, number 12, Titans United number six, Wonder Woman number seven eighty four. That is a lot of comics, but very few. <laughs> I was going to say it's a lot of comics. I don't know what we're going to talk about though. We'll just fight about Justice League Incarnate again. Yeah. Uh, if you have to find two thirds of us, we are on Twitter. I am at Brian Dinsenap, and I'm at Walker Fox. If you need to find Vince, he is trying to find a way to kill me from a thousand miles away. <laughs> Omega sanction, baby. There we go. Thanks for listening, folks. Don't go to sleep tonight. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Hit the bricks.